How are y'all this morning? That was uh, pitiful. How are y'all this morning? Good. My name's Adam. Uh, if we've not met, I serve on the worship team and I do a whole lot of other stuff. So if you see me around, uh, introduce yourself. It's hard for sometimes for us band guys to get to know some of you because we're always up here, you know, uh, setting up and, and playing and whatnot. Um, Welcome to Central City. We're so glad you could join us this morning. We're so glad that uh, you came on our Praise Sunday because it's probably going to be the best worship service that we have the rest of the year. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, so this is our third uh, Sunday for our Psalm series. Uh, last week we did uh, Royalty Psalms, and the week before we did Lament Psalms. Um, so we're just glad you could come and share this experience with us. Um, this is not going to be a normal service, so if you're here and you're new, uh, this is not what we do every Sunday. Uh, this is a little different. We've got a few things going on. I'm going to share for a few minutes on how uh, worship affects my life and how um, I've learned to worship. And afterwards, after the service, you should come and join us at the potluck, ser- or potluck picnic at Pierce Field. Um, we're going to be grilling some hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, you just come hang out, have a good time. It's supposed to be pretty weather today, which doesn't happen very much in Ohio, is from what I understand. Um, I'm from Louisiana, so um, so I'm gonna pray real quick, real quick, and uh, I'm just gonna uh, share what's on my heart. And before I do that, I just want to thank uh, our pastors, Joe and Alyssa Graves, for letting me come up here and uh, talk about what's very, what I'm very passionate about. Um, so if I do terrible, you just go talk to them. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, the time that we've, we have to come together and worship your name, Lord. I pray that you would just be with us. Um, play, I pray that the words that you would have the, everyone to hear would just come out of my mouth, God. I pray that you would just sit with us and teach us something this morning, that we would learn to worship, and then we would learn to worship freely, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is our praise Sunday, so... The first thing I want to talk about is praise. Oh, man, just blew your mind. Um, So what is praise? Is this stage going to fall down? Um, um, What is praise? What is worship? (laughs) Um, So to me, to be is offering uh, praise and worship is offering to love and offering uh, your affection and your feelings toward someone or something. Uh, so today we're going to talk about worshiping God, and to me this is a very, very uh, well-known thing. People will come to church to worship God, but to me, in my opinion, that this is watered down to only specific ways that you can do that. And one of those specific ways is through music and song, and I'm a musician, so I love to do that, and I love to sing, I love to play, um, but that's not the only way that you can worship God. So I'm going to talk about the Levites. Anybody know who the Levites are? So the Levites are a tribe, were a tribe, and the Israelites that were worship leaders. They were deemed the first worship leaders. Um, so the way that they were, that it worked was it just amazed me, is that they had several families in the Levite tribe that led worship. Um, and they would pretty much draw straws on who would do it that week. So 
they would come in, and, and I'm sure that's not exactly what they did, but it was a it was a random random pick. But they would come in and they would draw or they would pick whoever's going to lead worship that Sunday, and then that family would lead worship that Sunday. And the reason that I think that they did that that way is because they didn't have to sit in the identity of just being a worship leader. They did all these other things. They were they were, they were even bodyguards at some points. So they didn't do the only thing that they would sit is is worship being a worship leader that was not their only identity and what Jesus wants and what God wants for us is to feel to to understand that if you're a worship leader you're a musician you're not a musician you're a painter you're whatever you are that is not the only way that you can worship God that is not the only way that you're supposed to worship God so I'm going to tell you a little story about my experience with worship um Years ago, whenever I gave my life back to Jesus and decided I was going to follow him again, I've always uh, had a very easy, open communication with God. I've always been very sensitive to what he has to say to me and very sensitive to the Spirit. Um, And so I rededicated my life to God, and I joined the church, and I got in the church band. Not this church. I just want to reiterate that. But I, I, I I joined the church band. And I started going through all the motions that the church people are supposed to go through. So going to, going to band practice and, and having Bible study and all those things are great. But I got so wrapped up and got so busy that I forgot to worship God. And one day, I didn't have to play. It was probably the first Sunday that I didn't have to play in, I don't know, a year. I played five services a week for four years in a row. And one Sunday, I didn't have to play. And I came into the church, and they were playing music, and I was standing there, and I don't, I don't remember what song it was. They were playing a song that I didn't like, okay? And I was like, you know, this, they're playing a song I didn't like. Well, you know, all right, well, oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, okay, well, that's great. Well, the next song came on, and it's a song I did like, so I was like, yes, Lord, <laughs> here it is, finally, and I couldn't feel anything. He didn't talk to me. I couldn't feel his presence. Um, I was praying, crying out to him, and he wasn't there. So later on, I went home, and I prayed. I was like, God, I just had realized that I haven't been in an intimate relationship with him in the last probably a year or two years. And I was like, God, what is the deal? Where are you? Why aren't you answering, my, answering me? Why aren't you talking to me anymore? Why aren't these things happening anymore? And he spoke back to me. He talked back to me, and he said, whenever you learn how to worship to any music or with no music, to country gospel music, to rap music, to anything, to, to silence, that's when we will develop the relationship that we started two years ago. That is when you will come to know me the close, closer than you ever have before. Is Because I wasn't worshiping in church. I wasn't worshiping, worshiping in him at home. I wasn't spending any time with him in my quiet place like at, by myself. So he had to rattle my cage a little bit. So at that point in my life is when I realized that worship is not all about music. And worship is not all about worshiping God whenever you feel like you want to worship God. Worship is about whenever you're in your lowest place. 
and you can't go any lower, and you reach up to God and cry out and tell him how much you love him. Because our God is the God that created the heavens and the earth. Our God is the God that created you and knows every hair on your head. And our God is the God that deserves worship. It doesn't matter what kind of mood you're in or what song they're playing on the radio or what song the worship team is playing. That's the God we serve. So, how do we worship? There's so many different ways. You can worship through art. You can worship through song. You can worship through dancing. Whatever you're good at. Whatever you're not good at. The Bible says make a joyful noise. So if you can't sing, just scream at him. (laughs) The best, the thing that I love about worship is, or one of the things I love about worship is, that you can go out and you can do whatever you want to. You can sin and do all this horrible stuff. But whenever you come to worship God, he accepts it every single time. All this mess about I'm not good enough to worship or I'm not good enough to go to church or I'm not good enough to talk to God. That's a bunch of that's a bunch of crap. Because every single time you come and offer worship, he receives it and he receives you with open arms. John Stott said that worship is the most noble thing a man can do or a man is capable of through the grace of God. That's what we're made to do. We're made to worship. And as men and women, we have placed it into such a small box. And it's time for us to let it out, get it out of there. Just because you can't sing doesn't mean you can't worship. Just because you can't paint doesn't mean you can't worship. Just because you can't play an instrument doesn't mean you can't worship. Y'all are quiet. So, I'm going to end, I'm going to start closing. Um, I'm going to read a scripture from Hebrews 12. Uh, 28 through 29. Since we were receiving in a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him and with holy fear and awe. For our God is the devouring fire. So verse 29 just really hits home for me. Our God is a, a con- and, and I think the NIV says our God is a consuming fire. And we're not talking about a bad fire. We're not talking about a fire that burns uh, buildings down. We're talking about a fire that engulfs you and lights your soul on fire. That we should, we should embrace our God as a consuming fire and ask him to light a fire in our souls and light a fire in us that burns so brightly that people in the world that are hurting and don't know anything about worshiping God and don't know anything about the love of God should come in contact with us and feel the fire and feel the love that God has to offer us.
Come on. We are made to worship God. And I want to challenge you to break out of your shell instead of just standing there and keeping it all in. Express yourself to our God. Express yourself to our God. There are no, there's no judgment here at Central City. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to show you the way. We are here to show you the way on how to worship God. We are here to lead you in how to worship God. And as, as worship leaders, we are here as tour guides to take you to places that we've already been. It is our job to spend time in our quiet place at home and to go to those places and then come to you and hold your hand and take you to those places that we've already been. Places of, of happiness, places of comfort, places of security. That is what worshiping God is about. Drawing closer to him so we can go out and we can show the hurting world what a loving God we have. And we can bring them to the places that we've already been. I've been there. I've been at the bottom of the barrel. And guess what? It took somebody to come and get me and grab me by the hand and say, come on, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you my God. Let me show you my Holy Spirit. Let me show you what he can do for you. He can mend the brokenhearted and he can heal every part that you can. You, he heals things that you never even knew that you had wrong with you. So whatever you're going through tonight, today, this morning, whatever time of day it is, I work nights, so it's nighttime to me. <laughs> so whatever you're going through today, I just I encourage you to press into God. We're going to play some more songs. And we're going to do some more stuff. Um, make a joyful noise. Sing out to God. And let him come to you as you seek his face. So we came here this morning to worship God. We came to worship the creator of the universe who created the stars and the galaxies and made everything so perfectly that we could survive on this planet. We came here to worship God who is so holy, so much other than us, so much grander, so much greater than each of us. And the crazy thing when we think about that is that this God who is so great moved into the neighborhood. That's what the message translation of the Bible says about Jesus when he came to earth. It says that he moved into the neighborhood, that God came to earth in flesh and blood and lived with us and felt our pain and knew our excitement and our joy he, uh, at one point, he knelt down to creation, and he could feel the sadness of the earth. Today's Earth Day, if you didn't know. Happy Earth Day. Um, and, but in that, we know that the earth also groans, that there's brokenness in the ground and in each one of us. But Jesus moved into the neighborhood and was with us through all of that. And on the night right before he died, he sat down with all of his closest friends, people who 
were the worst of the worst at times who could do good things. They're, they could be good people, but you know, in all of us, we can do some pretty shady things sometimes. But Jesus sits around the table with them and he says, I love all of you so much that I am now making this new covenant with you, that all of your sin and your shame and your brokenness, I'm going to take that on myself. Now, you guys don't know what, what's going to happen yet, but I'm just telling you that I'm going to take it all. So he sits down and, and he takes this loaf of bread and he, he breaks the bread and he passes it around. He tells all of his friends, he said, take a piece of this bread because when you take a piece of this bread, you're taking a part of my body. And this is my body that's going to be broken for each and every one of you, no matter what, what you've done in the past, what you're going to do in the future. This is my body that I've broken for you, that I've given up for you. And then at the end of the meal, he takes this cup of juice and he, and he passes it around the table as well. And he says, drink from this cup, all of you, because this is the blood of the new covenant. Now, that's a lot of baggage there, but when you made a covenant with someone, it was, you know, like those spit, um, what do you do? Like you spill in your hand. And you sh I don't know what they, they're called something, but it was basically like that. Like you take your blood. Oh, you know, you used to like cut your finger blood promise. That's what it was. That's exactly what Jesus was doing. He was doing this blood promise for us and saying that I have taken all of your stuff. And so drink from this cup. And this represents all that I've done for you and all that I'm going to do in and through you. And so he said, every time you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Now the word remember, it's a lot more than just like thinking about it. It's thinking about it and, and reliving it so much so that it becomes real again. So when we take of the bread and the juice, we are reliving that experience. Jesus has set this table for us, is giving us the bread and the juice this morning. Jesus is here with us saying to each and every one of us, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, here is my body and my blood that I've given for you. So we have um, an open table here. That means that anyone can come, anyone who is seeking God, um, whatever that means for you, that you can come and you can receive this meal that God has prepared for each and every one of us. Let's pray. God, you have prepared this table for us, and we are ready to receive all of your love and your grace and your mercy that comes in this meal and so we pray that you would pour out your spirit on each and every one of us, that you would pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and juice, that you would make these gifts the body and blood of Christ, and that you would make us through these gifts, that you would make us the body of Christ alive in this world. Spirit, we ask you to come in this moment as we come and we receive. Amen. So no one is going to dismiss you. Um, you can come whenever you are ready to receive. Um, yeah, I'll call uh, Allison and Kyle. If you guys could come up, they're going to serve for us. And you can come whenever you are ready to receive, and you're just going to take a piece of the bread, pull it off, and dip it in the cup. And then afterwards, we're going to have a celebration. And so we have noisemakers up here. And so we'd love for you to grab a noisemaker on your way back to your seat. So if you guys could come this side, walk down, um, communion will be right here, and then you can return up that side of the theater. Um, so 
Come as you're ready when we're ready.